0: To another episode of the Positive Sobriety Podcast. Oh, uh, I'm your pal Nate Larkin here with my pal and yours, David Hampton. Uh, time for another conversation. I so look forward to these, David. Oh yeah, uh, me too. Yeah. And we had to miss our breakfast this week. Uh, yeah, because I I we stuff did. Stuff going on, and uh, that stuff involves and just uh, a totally unexpected disruption uh, and the threat of further disruption in my routine. And if there's one thing that I have learned in recovery, it is an appreciation for the value of routine. Oh yeah. Yeah. Huh?
1: Absolutely.
0: Develop a healthy routine, build in self-care, build in moments of rest, build in connection. Yeah. Uh, Connection is a big part of my routine. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I have standing appointments with other guys right? Uh, that I meet downtown for coffee and we walk and talk for an hour, at least one guy every day, yeah. often two, sometimes three. Uh, and those conversations, that routine is just a bedrock uh, of my recovery. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Okay. So Allie and I live in a hundred- 10 year old house four blocks from main street in Franklin. So I can walk to the coffee shops, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been doing it now for 20 years.
1: Yeah. You're the mayor of Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, uh, and uh, Allie, I have, I have become increasingly concerned about the suit- suitability of this house for us as we age. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm about to become eligible for Medicare, Allie's 10 years older than I am. So she's a little further down the road and the master suite is on the second floor and the the stairs are narrow and steep. Yeah. And uh, my nightmare scenario has been, you know, I'm away somewhere and Allie takes a fall down the stairs. Yeah. Uh, It's, it's equally conceivable that I could be the one to fall down the stairs, but I would prefer to think it's her, right? (laughs) At any rate. And, and I have, I've been begging Allie for years now uh, to consider the possibility of selling this house and moving to a place where there's a master on the ground floor. And Allie has adamantly insisted she will never move. This is She's never going to move again. This is her house. It's the grandkids' house, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm married to a very stubborn woman who who – Paradoxically, also has the ability In completely unpredictable ways To turn on the dime <laughs> On the, you know Yeah, So yeah. Monday, a Monday of this week I had no warning that it was coming uh, We had a roof leak and a plumbing leak Within 30 minutes of each other Oh no And Ali, and Ali said, that's it We need to sell the house uh. Uh, So So Mixed emotions. Um, I'm I'm thrilled. I I am also overwhelmed at the prospect of emptying a house that we've been filling up for 20 years. Yeah. And, and now selling a house and buying a house and knowing that I'm not going to be able to buy another house as close to main street as this one is. And how am I going to be able to, uh, so my question I have now I'm, just overwhelmed by all these questions. How am I going to be able to maintain my healthy routines Mm -hmm. while making a necessary change? Right. Yep. Um, And I look ahead at the, at the coming months and Ali and I have already, you know, we've started the negotiations or if we're going to downsize what stays and what goes, that's stressful. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh uh, man that yes
0: i didn't yeah, it know is. how many realtors we knew until ally posted on facebook that we were going to uh, sell the house <laughs> holy smokes yeah uh,
1: well everybody's right? a re- everybody's a realtor right now anyway everybody's I mean,
0: a realtor and they're all friends and you're going to have yeah. to pick one and then disappoint all the rest of them yeah that's stressful yeah um and uh so i don't know i just gave you a big that's what I would have talked about if we had been able to have breakfast uh, <laughs> yesterday David. Yeah,
1: so, um, so, to, so today the podcast listeners our friends all get to sit in on it. Like, oh. <laughs> they get to hear what, yeah, exactly.
0: So well, give that, me give me give me some give me some feedback here. Help me well, deal with
1: you know, we what's all coming. hate disruption. Everybody hates disruption. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons people don't get sober is because as miserable as we are, we hate the idea that, um, ch- it's going to require change, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: You know, it's going to be like, well, crap. You mean, I know what, but what will life be like if I don't have this behavior, or I don't have this substance or I don't have this feeling, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. um, cause I am miserable and I, it's not sustainable, but I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can, what will life, what will life look like if I give that up? you know, and if I move on. And so I know my routines in my, uh, addiction or in my right substance issue right and, you know i don't I know i
0: can do this i'm i'm a competent alcoholic whatever yeah yeah
1: right. <laughs> but i'm afraid i'm gonna actually have to disrupt my routine and, and feel emotions yeah. and have yeah um you know have a have a a new set of things established for me to do and it might even require me to do things that i'm uncomfortable with like going into yeah. groups of people or <laughs> sharing my uh story with people regularly yeah. so that i can get some input from other people. But, you know, Nate, I totally empathize. I sold a house that we had been in for 20 years, uh, about mm-hmm. five years ago when I moved into the building downtown Nashville. And, and, you know the uh, the the crap I had to sell was was one thing. I'm not I don't get super attached to stuff very much. Yeah. But the stuff that was in the attic was the thing I avoided. It was like the attic <laughs> was the nemesis of the whole thing up there. That just said, you know, yeah, I, you will have to contend with me sooner or later. And and yeah. the reason I avoided it was because I knew there was there were boxes and boxes and boxes of just crap up there. That didn't mean much to me, but that had meant a lot, meant a lot to Trisha, for instance, yeah. you know? And so going through her old keepsakes that neither I needed or wanted, or, nor did my daughter, you know? Yeah. Um, I, so I dragged all the crap out of the attic. Long story short, I'm dragging it all down to the garage and I called Lauren and I said, come over and go through what you want and keep yeah. what you want. You have anything that means something to you, but the rest of it's going to go. And it yeah. feels really disloyal to discard somebody's memories that aren't yours, you know, it feels really disloyal. And so you have this big emotional upheaval and then it's inconvenient to move. And then, you know, the moving itself is a pain in the ass. And it's just, you know, so I don't envy you. It's, it is disruptive, but once you do it, I bet, I mean, I'm guessing, but I bet once you do it and you guys settle in somewhere a month in even, yeah. Um, you're going to realize a whole lot of benefits and I bet you're going to be able to establish a routine um, from there that that begins to feel very familiar, similar to what you have now sooner than you yeah. think. You know,
0: I hope so. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, you know, but it takes your brain about 90 days to believe you. So, you know, give yourself a good <laughs> yeah. three months before it feels normal. <laughs>
2: Oh,
0: that's a good line. It takes your brain ninety days uh, to believe you. That's good.
1: Yeah. Wow. So well,
0: I just hope Allie and I, uh, you know, we sat down yesterday and we said, "Look, first and foremost, as as we uh, you know undertake this whole project, yeah, our first priority is we have to remain friends." <laughs> 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 yeah <laughs> know what I mean yeah uh because we were already starting to get sideways with each other just in you know yeah. making these necessary decisions yeah yeah wow well life is change I do know that yeah that is true uh yep yeah. uh and also and we're going to get to this with our guests um, Sobriety requires connection. Yeah. And they're almost synonymous, sobriety and connection. In sobriety, we reconnect with ourselves. Uh, we reconnect with a higher power and we connect with people around us. And we no longer try to, um, you know, try to live a self-contained, uh, self-sufficient, uh, you know, uh, life. Yeah. That didn't work. We had to medicate. Uh, that didn't work. That that generated pain that we had to medicate. So we need to uh, connect with other people.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, learning, Nate, that if we only draw from our own influences in any area, I mean, I, yeah, recovery, um, our our behaviors, our belief systems, our faith systems, value systems. The more I don't know, the more diverse the world feels right now, um, the more I feel like I need a lot of input to understand things because I'm just, I'm just drawn from my well, you know? Yeah,
0: right, 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 And, uh,
1: so when I get other people's experiences and, um, thoughts and ideologies Mm -hmm. and, uh, even some things that are required research, I, I feel a lot more, uh, global in my recovery, you know? I feel That's good. I feel like it's bigger than just me because I think yeah. one of the things I see with people coming in to my office is they think I've got to get sober. That's what everybody says. <laughs> you know, yeah. I yeah. I have to get sober. And I want them to think in terms of let's think about we, let's think about things that are going to influence you. Let's think about things we're going to read together um, that I'm going to have you read and take home. And I'm going to ha- have you make connections with people and how you're going to reach out beyond yourself, because this isn't a, mm-hmm. an I am going to get sober experience. Not, I mean, yeah. I didn't have a successful one doing it that way. And I know yeah. Neither. And most of the people we know didn't either. And uh, so, so if we can offer people a global way to experience recovery, then, then that would be like a, um, I think that'd be a game changer.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, uh, we've got an interesting conversation coming up with somebody who, uh, uh a, a creative, uh, inventive, uh, risk-taking guy, uh, in recovery, saw the need for social connection, had an idea of a way to meet that need. Uh, I think you're going to love this con- uh, this conversation. Stick with us; we'll be right back on the Positive Sobriety Podcast. And welcome back to the Positive Sobriety Podcast. Uh, David, you've reached all the way out to the left coast to get today's <laughs> guest.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, we've been getting a, a fair amount of uh, attention from people out in uh, the California area, Los Angeles. And uh, today our guest is Bo Mann. And Bo comes to us from, like you said, L.A. Um, and Bo has a recovery story, uh, like all of us, and uh, on here it seems. But Bo has done a cool thing, and he's created an app. Uh, that I want him to talk about, you know, uh, eventually here. It's called Sober Grid, G R I D, and it's a it's an app for uh, people in recovery with twenty four seven access. And um, he's been on a lot of uh, news uh, episodes, news shows, talking about this, and uh, he's been um, written up in a lot of major publications. And so, Bo, welcome to the
2: podcast. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Great. Great. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, I've been playing around with the app. Oh, fantastic job. And what a terrific tool it is. Uh, I want to get to uh, uh, the functionality of the app and really the rationale behind it, the importance of it, all the different ways it can support recovery. Uh, but before we get there, uh, we always like our listeners to get to know our guests Uh, as people. Uh, And so we kind of asked this opening question, what is the long and winding road that brought you to where you are today? How did you get into this field?
2: Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, for me, um, I entered the substance use disorder arena um, from having personal experience. And Mm -hmm. um, that experience started um, with alcohol and um, really, what kind of was what, was ma- what 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 made me realize that I had an issue um, was something specifically cocaine um, when I was um, twenty three years old, going to twenty four years old. Um, I started using that and I immediately realized that it was problematic for me and mm-hmm. uh, I sought out um, help for it. Um, and um, I was living in the East coast and um, New York, but went out to California and sought help for it. And, um, um, and, you know, I, I've been able to, um, um, you know, keep that at bay. Um, for the last 15 years, the cocaine um, and the alcohol. In the last 15 years, I've had problems with other stimulants um, that, that, that I've had to work on. Um, uh, but that's what really what, what, Caused the first entrance into recovery and one of the things that i used i i went to a traditional uh treatment center but um one of the things that i used was peer support and so Mm -hmm. you know we start talking about the app i'll I'll talk to you about how we use social recovery to try to help aid people um and that was based off of my experience of like i use i use um 12 step programs that were heavily peer support in my, in the way yeah. that we were heavily peer support driven. Um, so, um, um, that's kind of one of the experiences I had, which was, you know, social connectivity, um, really helps people with, um, with their challenges with substances. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Johann Hari of course has been quoted endlessly with that uh, wonderful line, uh, that the, the, uh, the opposite of addiction is connection.
2: Yeah. Um, Absolutely. We we did some research. We've done research with um, partners from Harvard Medical School and University of Pennsylvania Permanent School of Medicine, and we found that the more members, the more people you were connected to in the app um, correlated with less relapse um, um, rates. So we can actually calculate the more people that you are connected to, like, by the number of days, less that you'll be less likely to relapse. Um, yeah, it definitely correlates with, with, with health out, positive health outcomes, negative or positive, depending upon if you have more or less connections inside the app. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, Bo, when you're uh, a recovering person and you know that connection helps people and helps, uh, people stay sober in, in those numbers, um, and it occurs to you one day, you know, there ought to be an app for that. What was that moment? I mean, how did you come to that space?
2: Yeah. So um, I was in uh, at a film festival, a Sundance Film Festival in Park City, Utah. And at the time I was um, I was an art dealer. I owned some art galleries and. Um, I hadn't, I wanted to connect with someone to go to a film screening, go to, go to grab a cup of coffee, go grab dinner, go to a, you know, support meeting and, um, I had there was apps for every other thing, but there wasn't apps to connect <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: dog walkers and beer lovers and, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and so, even others, others besides, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> so that's when I, that's when I said, well, geez, I'm going to create an app to connect sober people for, you know, um, supportive connectivity. And, um, so I set out to do that and, the, but the Genesis was really there at the Sundance Film Festival.
0: Wow. wow. Yeah. That's
2: that's amazing. So so do you have a background in technology? No, um, I don't. My background has been more in the business side of things. Mm-hmm. So um, I've been able to bring in te- technological expertise mm-hmm. and um, use my business background in order to build the business. Okay.
1: Yeah. Because All right. Everybody just can't go build an app or
2: can they? Um I think it's, I think, I think ideally you need to have someone on your team that has, that can be your technology person that can help you build it because otherwise it's, it's much more challenging. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Then you also have got to get the word out about it. And I don't know if you're your own publicist, but whoever's doing the publicity on this project is doing a bang up job because you've just gotten
2: coverage across the waterfront. Thank you. Yeah, we we, it's definitely one of the challenges. You can build the best app in the world, but if you have no one using it. um, Yeah, the problem. So um, I I know there were there were other sort of individuals or or companies that tried to come out with apps. um, for people in are seeking recovery. And um, they, didn't, they weren't met with a great deal of success. I think it's really challenging to really be able to overcome, you know, how you're going to get people to adopt your application. And we able yeah. to do that. I think we're the largest as far as a member adoption in the world with um, over 350,000 people. Um, and now that's in over 170 countries, but it's primarily used in the U.S. Um, mm-hmm. I, think, I think 80 to and 90% of the usage is in the U.S.,
0: yeah. That's wonderful. Um, I, I do know this from my own experience in recovery. I, I went looking for sobriety, but I really wanted to do it solo. I had so much shame and so much pride that, uh, you know, I quickly encountered the proverbial 500-pound telephone. It was very difficult for me to connect with anybody. Um, it, are there strategies that you've built into the app that help to lower that bar and encourage people to make a social connection?
2: I think so. I think, um, so you can be anonymous. You don't, have, you can put, you can use your own name. You can use Bo. you know, on your profile Yeah, and you can put a picture of yourself, but you don't have to, you can have no picture or picture of a cat, a picture of a baseball and you can put, yeah. you know, um, uh, Malibu surfer guy or, you know, Kentucky, Corey, whatever you want to put in there. And, um, it doesn't have to be identifying. So by by that giving someone that degree of anonymity that isn't available in person, I think uh-huh. that, um, it can increase the the chances of someone engaging and interacting with someone.
0: That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, tell us how the app essentially
1: works. What's the basic function? How do we? How, how would we anticipate uh, experiencing the app if we were to go?
2: Sure. So the app is available on iOS, um, so so on iPhones and Android phones in their um, in their Google Play and, and iTunes Store, and um, it's available for free to download. And the one of the most core functionalities of the app is a newsfeed, which is, you know, somewhat similar to a Facebook or an Instagram newsfeed with the exception of it's, it's specific to recovery. So there's recovery literature, there's these daily quests you can do each day that are evidence-based practices that help you along your way. Um, you know, it's very positive. It's very much regarding around recovery and and sobriety. So, um, um, there's that part which you get to engage with the community with. There's also the grid part of the screen. If you press the um, if you press the grid button, you'll see a grid of people. So it'll change from a news feed, and it'll show people that are five feet, ten feet, you know, however many feet away, and they're generally pretty close in proximity since you have such a large spread uh, adoption, such a large adoption of usage of the app. And um, so then you can connect with people um, online to facilitate online or offline connection. Then you have your profile in the app. And, um, with the profile, um, you can fill out your profile, um, and you can look at like a sobriety calculator to keep track of your time. Um, you can look at the badges that you've received for, um, going through and go through so much time. The, um, there's also something called recovery coaching on your profile, which is, um, now that's a, that, that's, an, that's not a free, that's a paid for service and that's, um, um, what the way that that came about is, we developed um, some artificial intelligence that can accurately predict if an individual is approaching a higher risk of relapse, and um, we can accu- You know, like I guess it a- accurately predict if they're approaching a higher risk. But if you know someone's approaching a higher risk, it's great. But you need to be able to do something about it because otherwise, you just know you're not doing something about it. So, um, we um, acquired this telehealth company that has state certified mental health and addiction recovery coaches. And um, they're 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 trained in trauma-informed care and multiple pathways of recovery and MAT and all the necessary things that you would need someone that's a professional to be trained in. And that way if if our predictor if our AI is telling us that this person's at higher risk, we can have some type of digital intervention where someone reach out to, will reach out to someone and say, offer them care and support and and hopefully lower the relapse rates because the person gets support at the time that they were at high risk. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how we came to acquire the telehealth coaching company. So your profile screen of my recovery coaching, And I just talked about using it if if the coach you know we're 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 building it out where if the coach sees that someone's at high risk they can reach out and offer them care and support if they have recovery coaching, but um, the other ways that we. um do it is without the sort of high risk notification, you can get a recovery coach that you see it's let's say for crisis support, let's say it's Saturday at 3am and you're needing, you're needing someone to talk to. You can press a button and speak to a recovery coach 24 seven, or let's say that you want to develop a recovery plan and meet with someone every week for a year or six months, then you get a recovery coach for that. So there's a few different, um, 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 Uh, ways in which the recovery coach is used and from your profile screen you can reach that recovery coach wow
0: i'm curious what sort of uh data does the uh ai draw from to make its interpretation to
2: one one to kind of throw the flag what's it reading Yes, yeah, so it's looking at the post on the newsfeed, like all, all the text that's inside the app. So if you and I are texting each other, and I'm saying I relapsed today, and um, um, then what it's doing is it's looking at the text of okay, leading up to that me relapsing today, what was what were the factors? Um, was I angry? Was I lonely? Was I? Um, um, was I depressed? Um, or what are the factors that, that lead against, um, if, if someone, let's say that you you didn't relapse what I did, w- what are the factors that lead against that? So univer- is, it, is it studying university seems to be a signal um, there's different kinds of signals that point away from it. So you develop this uh-huh. risk and then different fat. Va- if you have accumulation of factors then it own increase the, 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 sort of risk score and the accuracy. Um, and so that's what it looks at. And that's what's called natural language processing, um, using deep learning algorithms, um, to come up with that predictive technology.
0: Wow! Wow! (laughs) Science fictiony. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's. But that's what a what a great
1: thing. I mean, um, for people to first of all make themselves available to that. How do you
2: find your coaches? So our coaches, um, you know, um, they 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 have to be um, 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 state certified as a peer recovery specialist, PRS. So so peer, someone with lived experience, Mm -hmm. um, they have to have two years plus, um, 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 in recovery. They have to be, you know, when I say certified by the state, that requires that they're trained and, and the things I mentioned, trauma-informed care, multiple Mm -hmm. pathways of recovery, which is really important because the Sober Grid app, even though I had experience using, using one pathway, um, we built it to where it's a community of people and it's very important for us. There's a community of people with all pathways. So uh, yeah, good. Um, and, um, and then in order to be state certified states know that there's different people recover different ways. So they require that you, uh, um, the coaches are, are, um, Um, are aware of the various pathways. So uh, a lot of our coaches are in Ohio, which is where we're based, but we have coaches in Maine, I think Florida. We have coaches throughout the United States.
0: Wow. Well, I do, uh, back on the artificial intelligence, Uh, I I do know that uh, I I need some intelligence uh, uh, aside from my own to steer clear of relapse. Otherwise relapse happens and it takes me completely by surprise. Somebody else, uh, digital or human may have been able to detect a pattern, but uh, you know, I'm blind to it until I'm over the edge and gone. Um, so any additional tool that could once again, kind of sound the alarm and maybe do a bit of an, give me a warning, uh, or, uh intervene in some way that could keep me from going over the edge that that really sounds like a now is that is that the part of the paid part of the app a
2: subscription so right now we've been having that in clinical trials so it's not broadly available to everyone um okay and when we roll it out i think we'll let everyone know um okay we we haven't made a definitive decision but i think we'll make it where everyone can be made aware Mm. wow and can
1: this be modified Beau, to uh, process addictions it's not just limited to any one specific type of we, uh,
2: we've given thought to applying the, the 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 model to different disease states um such as process addictions but um we don't have any any definitive plans to launch with process addictions but yes it could be it could certainly be applied to, let's say for example gambling mhm
0: mhm Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow.
1: What about treatment centers? Um, I would think that if I went into treatment for a 30, 60, 90 day stay, um, it would just be a, almost a no brainer to send me home with something like this.
2: Yeah. We, we, we haven't really done a lot of outreach with treatment centers, but we think it would be really beneficial for treatment centers to, um, um, to, or for anyone, whether you're a family member or a loved one or a treatment center to recommend the app to someone so they have that 24 seven support because recovery is tough enough. And a lot of people just the nature of the disease are not able to get it. So the more support that you can offer someone, the better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what about
1: families? Um, Is there a way for families of those who are, who are struggling to find any kind of support through an app like this?
2: Um, we do not have something for families, but we do have at our website, the families can purchase recovery coaching for their loved one that, that we give them. But as far as their individual support, um, we don't, we don't have anything for families right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's a it's a whole different game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, one cool. thing at a time, find your niche, find your thing to do and do yeah. it well. Yeah. Uh, I love that you're being this creative and inventive uh, and uh, just bringing new connection tools. This is just, uh, I think a gift to the whole recovery community.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think too, um, you know, it, is it set up in a way, um, Bo, where, where people can, um, you, you know, we're, we always tell people to find a meeting, you know, wherever you're going to a city or you're going to a vacation or whatever you're doing, know where your meetings are so you can have support in that way. This sort of um, can be a virtual, um, maybe not an AA meeting, but can you group uh, people together in this, in this uh, app where they can, uh, maybe three, five people get into a little group of their own, and they can create some some kind of network like that
2: Yes, you have the ability to have private groups within the app um, now we don 't have um, we don 't have the technology built in the app where you can do an in app meeting, but we'd like to release that in the next year
0: oh nice, good, fantastic, yeah. yeah. Well, Bo, uh, I, I think we've kind of exhausted the topic. Although my mind is just reeling, uh, I, <laughs> I'm spinning with the possibilities, uh, and I'm going to be fascinated to hear what the listeners have to say. Go to the go to your App Store or your Android Play Store uh, and download the app for free, Sober Grid. Uh, play around with it. Uh, put it to use and then give us your reactions. We'll pass those along to Bo and uh, let's see how, where the conversation goes.
1: Bo, how and can of course people, you can all, oh, I'm sorry, Nate, yeah. I didn't mean to step on you. Uh, how can people get in touch with you, Bo, if they if they are inclined or are you open to uh, people reaching out?
2: Sure. Yeah, they can reach out. Um, they can reach me at Bo, Beau, B-E-A-U at sobergrid, S-O-B-E-R-G-R-I-D.com. And I'm always open to people reaching out. That'd be great. 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 Awesome. All right. Well, thanks so much for uh,
0: joining. Thanks for getting up early there in LA uh, (laughs) and joining us here. Uh, Listeners, stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment on the Positive Sobriety Podcast.
2: Thank you, guys.
1: Welcome back. The Positive Sobriety Podcast, and Nate, I couldn't help but think while Bo was talking, um, you know how important this would be for people um, with aftercare, uh, because one yeah. of the links we have in recovery is um, especially with you know people who do residential treatments and things like that um, is is what what we can send them home with after the fact, you know. Yeah of resources can they have and what kind of ways can we make it as accessible as possible when the phone really does weigh a hundred pounds you know right 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 um and so i loved this um this app Uh, I, i like the whole concept but this app for aftercare for people because um that just seems to be where you know once you leave treatment it you can depending on the the program you leave um you can really just go into the dark forest and wander in and never be heard from again yeah know? yeah And yeah, uh, yeah. so i i am i am going to explore this more and and uh, encourage my own clients to uh use it and in, in a way to reach out um, especially because they can do it anonymously
0: yeah 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 well and i know from my experience with the samson society uh the uh our app really didn't work that well, but the zoom meetings that, that, uh, Samson guys engage in mostly for process addictions. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has really just saved the lives of, you know, thousands of men mm-hmm. who, who have found friends, uh, online and guys they can connect with. Yeah. And it's all, and it's all about connection. And sometimes it's easier to to uh, be honest with somebody who you know mm. you're not going to sit next to in church next week or mm-hmm. your wife's not going to run into uh, their, you know, your spouse isn't going to run into their spouse someplace. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, sometimes it's easier just to drop all the bullshit, drop, <laughs> just yeah. say what it is uh, and and ask for help and get honest.
1: Yeah. I, I, am, I am so uh, a big believer in that. A lot of my clients travel, a fair amount of them are in music or entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I had a client recently that told me, he said, you know, there was a particular app he was using for recovery um, mm-hmm. and found kind of a recovery community within that app. It wasn't an app based on recovery, but mm-hmm. uh, he found his little community. But he said, you know, he said, I was on a tour bus at 1.30 in the morning and it just felt like a great idea to drink. And yeah. um, I didn't, but he said what I did do at one thirty in the morning was click on my app and see if anybody was live, you know. Yeah. And he said I found one person to talk to for thirty minutes, and we chatted, and then the impulse left me, and I went to bed, you know.
0: Good, but, yeah, yeah. But
1: I think that we have to embrace, you know. It's it's just interesting watching us embrace technology for all these areas of our lives that historically we kind of. Swung at either hit and miss alone, or we would make excuses yeah. that I can't connect with people and, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, I don't know anybody. And um, social yeah, media, you yeah, know, proven that doesn't, that's, yeah, that necessary. old
0: excuse I can't connect with anybody doesn't hold water anymore. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. You've got a, if you've got two Dixie Cups in a string, you could probably at least get one social media uh, outlet. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. I, I will tell you, I will tell you this. Uh, I made a, uh, a quick trip to Denver uh, this last weekend. I was only going to be gone a day. I'm going to fly out in the morning, fly back at night, quick trip, early flight in the morning, left at five twenty. Oh man. So, uh, you know, I checked in early on my phone and downloaded my boarding pass and uh, uh, recorded the addresses that I needed to go to and got all wired up and Went to bed, got a little bit of sleep, got up at three in the morning, uh, got to the airport, parked, made it all the way to security before I realized I'd left my phone at home. Uh Oh, and I want to tell you, you want to feel naked in today's world, walk in today's world without a phone. It's crazy. Yeah. I had to go get a paper boarding pass, which I haven't done in forever. Oh my God! I was early enough that I could get some breakfast at one of the restaurants in the airport that was open. Mm-hmm. Except they didn't have any paper menus. You had to scan the QR code with your phone to read the menu. I oh. didn't have a phone. Oh my God! And then uh, you know when I got to Denver, I I couldn't navigate anymore. I've lost my ability to navigate oh yeah. without the phone. Yeah. So I went to a dollar store and bought a prepaid phone. Oh my gosh! For a day's use because (laughs) I, but also, but also I needed to stay connected while I was in Denver for, for obvious reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Which was another reason why I had to have a phone. Right. And, uh, and if you've got a phone these days, you know, between, you know, for some people, the phone is just the seldom used app on their phone. Uh, but there is you know, in addition to, you know, voice and text, there are countless, uh, social media connections, so many ways to connect. And now we know there's one specifically for people in recovery, sober grid.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, I I can't imagine, I can't imagine traveling without my phone. I mean that would yeah, be yeah. like the most. I, I I left my phone up in the apartment when I walked Lily the other night and felt, <laughs> realized when I got downstairs, you know, I had didn't have it. I was so vulnerable, feeling on the streets of Franklin. <laughs> no, no <laughs> I, know, don't, I don't. No I, don't to reach
0: I spent anybody. that time in the airport, in the airport, and then like in the rental car bus, everything. Everybody is on the phone. I couldn't yeah. have had a conversation with anybody if I wanted to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah you're just except complete, on my phone yeah. right you're a complete sitting duck it's yeah, yeah. It's, it's over. well yeah. so so this is the new way to connect folks you know so, yeah uh here we are but yeah. uh yeah and by speaking of connection i'll uh just share our sponsor here a little bit um yeah for the podcast betterhelp.com h-e-l-p uh better help is a uh telehealth service with licensed counselors and therapists uh, for you to access uh, at any time that is convenient. You go to betterhelp.com slash positive sobriety and subscribe with our name at the end. Um, and you can receive a discount. And we can also know how our resources are helping uh, our listeners. And at betterhelp.com, if you feel uh, that maybe you're uh, paired with someone that you're not resonating with, there's no problem with changing a therapist or uh, changing uh, the person you're seeing. They will walk you through everything from anxiety and depression to uh, any of the other things that have us feeling stuck. So uh, again, another great Resource that technology can give us uh, to uh, eliminate our reasons for not seeking uh, the input we need in our lives. So BetterHelp.com/positive sobriety.
0: Okay, and we'd love to get your reaction to this episode. Any suggestions you may have for uh, uh, subjects we might want to tackle or people we want to meet on down the road? And you can reach us always at Positive Sobriety Podcast at Gmail. Com. Well, that does it for this week. Until next week, I'm Nate. I'm David. <laughs> and we're your pals on the Positive Sobriety Podcast. The Positive Sobriety Podcast is recorded at Crossroads for the Nations in Brentwood, Tennessee. Live producer, Rick Schnelli. Music by Rick Schnelli. Theme music by Matt Ulrich. Uh, hair and makeup by Lyle Lovett. Uh, wardrobe <laughs> by Kathy Gifford.